Welcome to Late Night Writers, Episode 8. I'm your host, Kristen Foles, filling in for my daughter, Gretchen. And my other daughters here with me today on the podcast, we had three generations. We had my mom, Debbie, and you, Ida, are home from college. Mm -hmm. It was so nice to have you here. Can you tell us what we talked about today? Yeah, so today we talked about the maintenance of your horse farm after the winter months. And as spring comes, uh, we recommend walking around your property, looking out for possible damage during the winter months. Um, my grandma Baca, that's what I call her. Um, mm-hmm. so we, uh, she gave us some really good reminders of, um, how to like upkeep your barn during these spring months. That's right. And she has really good tips and tricks. So it's a really good episode to listen to. She, uh, wanted to tell a story about me. That's really funny. And, um, I think we could name this one in canter banter is where we were at the, at that point in the episode. Um, I think we could name this one wardrobe malfunctions and I don't say it right say it Ida (laughs) wardrobe (laughs) (laughs) and safe horses so uh, be sure to listen to the end it's pretty funny and we thank you for listening enjoy hi everybody hi Kristen Ida we've got spring fever springs on our mind spring fever it's starting to thaw Yep. So it's getting warmer, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. So my dogs are running out barking. They're they're barking at something. So I'm thinking bunnies, skunks, all those good things that come in the spring. More sunshine. Yeah. The birds are starting to sing. It's Mm -hmm. that time again. So we know spring's around the corner. Yeah. Yep. So with spring around the corner, what I usually like to talk about to our customers and and people is that it's a good time to go out and check your fences Mm -hmm. and see what's happened through the The winter winter months. Exactly. And um, some people I know, like, will check their fences regularly. Mm -hmm. Some people check their fences weekly. Other people don't do it weekly. So that's why I I think it's good to talk about, you know, you should go out and check it if you haven't and see what happened over the wintertime. Because if you think about it, the frost and the thaw, I mean. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I would say, too, we've had a lot of strong winds this winter. Yes. So after each wind, I mean, you have to go out and check the fence regardless mm-hmm. over the mm-hmm. winter. But this is just a really good spring uh kind of checklist Mm -hmm. of the things Mm -hmm. that we do check on. Mm -hmm. I did have a lot of branches that came down and hit my fence. Um, And I had to pull a lot of branches off of the fence this year. Mm -hmm. So it's good to see, you know, go back and check everything after that. So um, the one thing that I've, I've, you know, heard about or or talked about is that you can walk your fence lines if you want to, your horse's Mm -hmm. fence lines, Mm -hmm. and see how they look. Or if you want to, you can kind of kill two birds at one time you know with one stone and get on your horse and ride because when you're up Mm -hmm. higher you can see a lot more looking down over something than you can when you're just walking along beside it so if you want to you could go out and start to kind of assess the fencing see if you see anything that starts to look like there's any kind of a problem that's starting and then go back again when you're walking and maybe take some notes or tie something on your fence to remind you because you'll forget about it. So what would you you'll take forget. out with you for this to tie on your fence? So one thing that I think is helpful is that if I am either walking or have the luxury of taking like um, like a gator, a uh, Kubota, whatever the case may be, I like to take um, 
a pad and pencil. And I also like to take something to mark. I have a lot of twine left in the barn. So I do take twine sometimes and a pair of scissors so that I can mark with a with twine and tie it. I know it sounds kind of funny, but it won't be up there very long. And then I can see it from a distance. Our twine is um, like a bright orange. So, from hay bales. Yep, yeah. mm-hmm. yep, and you can see it, and there's a lot of it. So that's one thing you could do. If you have string, um, anything that you have that you think you'd want to mark with, I mean, if somebody is worried about a horse with their twine or whatever, a piece of tape. Um, you could use a piece of uh, um, heat tape, anything mm-hmm. like that to mark it. But the thing that you want to do is make sure that you walk along and look for anything protruding, like protruding nails, um, depending upon which type of fencing you have, any rails that look broken or appear to be uh, not functioning properly. I think a big thing is, too, is that when you walk along your fence line, don't forget about your posts because sometimes mm-hmm. posts can crack at the base of the post mm-hmm. and you don't realize that it's actually cracked until you go up and wiggle it with your hands. And sometimes right at the ground line, it can crack or be cracked or broken. So be sure you check things like that. So can we break it down for the listeners then? Um, why don't we start with maybe like electric fences, like something we can do. I mean, can you do electric fences all in one bulk or do you think they need to be separate we've got rope and we've got tape um what would be the things that you would check for those oh i think that if you don't have some kind of a um something that shows like a a, a, um an alert on your fence of some sort Mm -hmm. um something that shows if your fence is working properly Mm -hmm. then have a fence tester i mean there's nothing worse than going around and and not knowing if your fence is not working you (laughs) always want to keep your fence on at all times you don't definitely don't want to touch it because it's not fun especially (laughs) when it's wet and damp you really know it so have a fence tester doesn't matter what kind of electric fence it is just be sure you go around and test each fencing if you do have some kind of a tape or a rope fence of some sort you just want to be sure that that tape and rope is any hand tension fence is kept taut you never want to have a loose fence of any sort so just be sure that the tension is on if it's a hand tension fence be sure you put the tension back on it again that's so important with your horses. And then check it to make sure that the electric is on. Make sure your insulators are working properly and not broken. So I'm assuming that's what the pen and paper is for to say I need so many insulators or mm-hmm. anything. anything you need. You know, okay. if you're like, I have broken insulator here and you start to do a little tick mark or whatever and you keep track of it. Um Anything you want to make a note of, I need more of this, you know, I need more of hardware, um, you know, uh, which section section of fence or whatever you need to maybe even, maybe you need to make a splice. I, I, mm-hmm. I don't like to even talk about that, but maybe there's a splice that's needed. Maybe some kind of a limb or a big branch or something did fall on it mm-hmm. and it, it's, it's not working properly in that section so you can mark it down so that you don't forget. Why do it twice? Why go out there? I mean, yeah. we just want to do it once and the weather's still kind of here. It's still chilly, really chilly. Yeah. So if you go out and take the time to do it, you've got it. You know, you've got it written down. If you leave it sit for a few days, you're not going to forget. Right. So this so. is the thing that we've done as a family. You know, we'll go out after dinner or something, walk the fence line because it mm-hmm. feels good to get out. We're going to have daylight saving. Yeah, daylight saving time is soon. And I know yeah. we want to yes, get out. And so excited. this is one of the things that you girls we've done with you girls mm-hmm. when we were little. You know, walk the fence lines, make sure that they're working properly, and it's mm-hmm. fun for the kids. It's fun for the mm-hmm. family. 
and it gets you it gives you an activity to do during this time of the year too it does and you can take your little ones out with you too you know or you can get Mm -hmm. on and ride your horse and walk around that fence line and take a look you know just make sure though that all of your rails um if if you do have like board fencing, you know, check it for any nails, check it for any broken boards. Um, make sure that uh, I I you know as tough it as it is, some people do have split rail. Make sure your split rails you know in good shape, and mm-hmm. definitely mm-hmm. think about putting up electric yeah. with fences that are board or split rails. So your horses don't lean on that fence, and you get more use out of it. Um, uh, I just wrote an article that'll be coming out shortly on, you know, the dangers of improper fencing. You know, you want to be sure that your horse's fence is secure and, um, you know, do the best you can to make it secure. Because if a horse gets loose, you know, heaven forbid, we don't want a horse to get loose. There are too many things that can happen. Um, one time I actually even had um, a, a, a person who told me about that their horses were being boarded at a home the horses got out of the fence um unfortunately i i I mean the neighbor was trying to help went to go get the horse and the horse either kicked or stepped on the person's foot or whatever it was you know a person that didn't know anything about horses so you know again there was injury to the person and that was not a good thing so we have to be aware of the fact that it's not just our horses that could get injured it's other people maybe trying to help the situation or whatever so we want the best fencing that we can so it's so so important to you know this, this is the importance of it this is why we're talking about it if we go back to the breakdown we talked about electric and what we might yep. need the splicing the yep. um you know uh, different parts and pieces that we might need mm-hmm. if we move on to the flex rail then mm-hmm. the flex systems mm-hmm. what would you need to do for those well i think what you'd want to look at is just be sure that um it, it's the flex rail is, is a pretty low maintenance fence system so just look for anything that doesn't look like uh, the way that you originally installed it. Um, brackets usually seem to stay in pretty tight because we use ring shank nails and those they hold those brackets so tight onto the fence. In fact, uh, sometimes we can't even remove the brackets without using like a, a saw of some saw. sort. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to get the to cut the nails to get the bracket off. But just make sure that your fencing is um, you know, in good shape, it should it should never be loose, be loose to begin with because of the fact that flex fence is um, not a hand tension fencing, but rather a tension fence system. Once you put the, the tension onto that fence system, you should never have to touch it again. Mm-hmm. If you have big branches or limbs that have fallen onto your flex fence, remove those branches as soon as you can and see how your fence springs back up. Most often, if it's not too big of a branch, I mean, we're getting some pretty good-sized branches, mm-hmm. right? I mean, mm-hmm. the brake strength per rail is, is huge. So if um, pull a branch off and it looks like there's you know something going on with that rail, just uh, uh, look at it, um, assess whatever you need to do with it. If something would need to be done, like a splice, um, make sure that you take care of that splice and get it done or just make sure that if the fence is a little loose, maybe you have to pull a little tension on it. I would say this, though, with with all, um, you know, it doesn't take much. Normally, you don't have to put any tension back on that fence again. So just understand and know. Most times, you may not have to. Once in a great while, you may need to. So mm-hmm. um, I'm trying to think of what else. Um, I would check the fields with all the wind. You do want to check your fields and make sure that there's no debris in the fields for the horses oh, yeah. and their hooves and things like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's another good time to kind of go out and mm-hmm. check. And um, I would check your fence lines, the the grassy areas uh make sure that you you know 
you know your your area because with the electric fence, you can have the grass grow up. It'll um, stop the electricity from running through. And be sure that there's nothing snow. under right under mm-hmm. the fence lines that's coming up and touching the electric fences. And one thing that we talk about too is that if you haven't done this, it's just a, a good thing to do. Is that um, your underground burial cable that uh, for electric fencing when you when you take it to your first post to make your connection. Um, take your underground burial wire all the way to the top of your first rail of your post and then jump your way down to the to the rails because if snow or grass or something hits that bottom rail it'll short out the bottom rail but the rest of the rails will still say stay hot so just be sure in case something does hit that bottom rail you still have electric above to keep the horses where they need to be um i'm trying to think of some other i know Mud is kind of a big thing right yes. now, too, in the pastures. Yes. Yep. If you don't have a sacrifice paddock or something to put your horses in, it uh, can be a lot of mud. Um, and actually, we had a picture of a horse that was running into, uh, yeah, into the fencing. Fence. Actually, we have a video of it that we put <laughs> up on Facebook mm-hmm. just, just not too long ago, of a horse that did slide right into the mm-hmm. fencing. And I can't remember, I don't know if there I. I thought that there was not grass there so if you it do was have, mud it, it was mud okay. and light that's hoof, what i thought or the you know the light hoof would work in that area yeah and yep. and that's where where you have a lot of calls at this time of the year for it's the a light mud, hoof, management mud management system mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. you could use light hoof if you wanted to for mud management which will help and then additionally the horse it was flex fence they ran right into the flex fence and bounced right off and the fence was just fine so mm-hmm. another good tip about i guess mm-hmm. flex fence but, yes, mud management is a big thing this time of the year, too. So there are things to solve it. You don't have to do anything with your ground um, to level. It's an easy system to use. Mm-hmm. Uh, you take your mud management system, which is kind of like a, a grid, so to speak, and uh, stake that out on your ground where your mud is, and then you would take a gravel, a real fine gravel, and put that over the top of the mud management grid and once that's established you can pull the stakes out that have held the grid in place and Mm -hmm. you're on your way so it's a good system it's Um, just like so i think exciting to see how things have changed since we were younger like you had horses when you were little and then you know of course in our day and age we had them too you know you were the mom and had them with us and you know we had the wood fences we had no mud management Mm -hmm. and to think that we have these things that make our life so easy that you know Mm -hmm. we are able to go out and ride more able to get out you know time to do what we want to do with our horses exactly exactly very much so um Another thing, too, that I think people should look at are their gates after yeah. the mm-hmm. the weather. Um, be sure that your gates are closing tightly. Uh, whether or not, depends on what kind of a, a latch system that you have for your gates, but you want to be sure that your latches are closing tight so that there's not a gap between your latch post and your gate. Um, the further distance you have between your gate and your post, it's not good because if a horse does push his head through in between that gate and pulls back, it could be really a, a horrible injury, mm-hmm. um, irreversible damage, and not good whatsoever. So mm-hmm. you want to be sure that your spacing between your gate and your gate post is minimal. Um, and also um, have a, a secure latch on your posts. We just are big about the trying to be safer alternatives, and you just want to be sure that you keep those those gates latched properly. So sometimes posts move a little bit, 
Mm -hmm. uh, because of the weather, the frost and the thaw. We hope that they don't move too much. If you put your bracing in properly or your posts in properly, it shouldn't move too much. But just be sure you check the maintenance on your gates, too. It's so important with the Mm -hmm. horses. Can you talk about the backbone of the fence and why that's so important? So we've always said that your posts are the backbone of your fencing. If you don't have your posts there to hold your your rails securely, um, you have no fence, basically. So it's most important that you always have your uh, posts set properly, too, so that you have either 8, 10, or 12-foot post spacing with horses. We don't go any further because what happens is that the further apart the posts are, the more the horses can push apart between the rails. It's easier for them to stick a leg through, put mm-hmm. a head through, and mm-hmm. shove themselves through to the other side. We don't want that either. So having the posts closer together makes more security and stability between your rails, which is much better. So in small pastures, 8 foot. Mm-hmm. High traffic areas, 8 foot. Medium-sized pastures or paddocks, 10 foot. 12 foot for larger pastures is fine. Mm-hmm. Um Proper posting is important because if you don't use the right size post, and also additionally, they need to be treated so that they're Mm -hmm. long-lasting. The length of the post is important Mm -hmm. to have enough uh, into the ground. In our northern states, we want to be three foot into the ground with our line posts and further for our corner posts. And then in the southern states, at least two, two and a half feet. So that's important to have the right length of post because you want at least a 54 to 56 inch post above the ground for your horses. Uh, If you have minis and ponies, smaller horses, then it's fine if you want to go with a shorter post and you're thinking you're saving a little bit of money, you can, but are you ever going to get a bigger horse someday? Yeah, pre-planning. Got that -hmm. that fence in, you've got Mm -hmm. that shorter post, what are you going to do if you get a taller horse? Or bored. Maybe yeah. you they have to think about boarding at yeah. some point, you know? Right. So think about those things. Mm-hmm. So is there anything else you wanted to say about the... The corner bracing bone? and um, how important maybe that is for people to understand why we do the brace system that we, we recommend. So with tensioned fencing, with our flex fence, then what we do is we uh, use um, a, a down post and a diagonal brace. And the most important part about that is is that it holds that that corner post where it needs to be with the amount of tension that's pulled on it when you pull the tension onto the flex fencing. And if it's not uh, braced properly and it's not difficult to do, it's 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 not really even time-consuming once you understand how to do the bracing. Um, you Your posts that go down into the ground as your down post and your uh, diagonal price posts are concreted. And um, in our inst- insta- installation instructions, we have all of the dimensions listed there. Um, it will hold your fence properly. If you don't do that and you cut corners, it's just like anything you cut corners on. I've always said this. If you cut corners when you're... Um, you know, remodeling your home. Later on, you're going to mm-hmm. see it. Right. If you yeah. cut corners on, you know, anything you do, I don't care what it is you decide to do, you're going to see that later on down the road and say, why did I do that? Mm-hmm. So with your posts, don't cut corners. Mm-hmm. Make sure that they're braced properly and they'll hold the tension on your fence and you should never have to touch it again. You know, we have fences that, the only fence actually, um, with a lifetime warranty on mm-hmm. the market. And your rail is going to last a long, long time. It has a lifetime warranty. Why not put your posts and never touch them again? Yeah. So do it right. once, do it right, and be done with mm-hmm. it. Right. And then you have more time to go ride and have fun with your horses. So, mm-hmm. so 
I'm kind of thinking back to springtime again. I'm trying to think if there's anything else with the fencing. Um, mm, you want to. You always want to check your waters, of course, that are out in pasture. Mm-hmm. If you do have sheds, you want to check your sheds just to be sure that there are any sharp edges or anything that's happened through the winter time. Just mm-hmm. do a good check with that. Another thing, too, I think that's good is, it uh, sounds kind of funny, but you might want to just walk your pasture to be sure that you don't have any holes right. in the pasture. Some things can yeah. happen through the winter time that you can have uh, little animals and things like that that kind of burrow or dig holes. You want to be sure that those holes are filled in. Mm-hmm. And... Um, Always, you know, if you use electric, you're going to save on the investment of your fencing, no matter what kind of fencing it is. They won't touch it. They just mm-hmm. respect it. It's just like the pecking order with horses. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. so say I don't have anything planned yet, but I just bought my first piece of property, and it's bare land. There's no split rail up. There's there's nothing, but I'm going to bring horses home. What, mm-hmm. what do we have here that you could help me with? So we have... Basically, any kind of fencing that you'd be interested in. First, we'd talk to you about what kind of horses you have, what your idea is of how you see your farm looking, and what you want to accomplish. I know that's a funny question because don't we all want to keep our horses in a pasture? (laughs) But some people will say, well, I want a riding area. I want to have minis over here, and I want to have my horses over here. Eventually, I want to do this or this or this. So we ask everybody what it is that they want. Next thing we talk about is... Um, what are your horses? What have your horses been in? What kind of fencing have they been in? And then, what kind of fencing are you thinking that you want to put your horses in? And then we also talk about the height of your horses. We'd like to know mm-hmm. how tall they are. Or do you think you're going to be have mares and foals down the road? Any stallions? We need to know any mm-hmm. of those things. Mm-hmm. We've even talked to people, of course, that have all kinds of horses that are like mustangs, horses that are you know, um, much more energy. We need to know all of those different types of things. And then we can start to talk about which fencing do you feel fits your horse's particular needs for your farm. Mm -hmm. Every Mm -hmm. farm is different. And um, even though sometimes your friends may have a certain kind of fencing or your instructor may have a certain kind of or your vet, if your horses are different than theirs, it's good to talk about what particular needs you need for your horses themselves in your farm because every farm is so faceted. Um, may have all warm bloods, great big tall horses, or thoroughbreds, or quarter horses, or mm-hmm. ponies, whatever the case may be. Um, but we have a fence to fit every need, and we also discuss uh, rail spacing, whether it's electric, whether it's our flex fence, whether it's coated wire, mm-hmm. um, I'm trying to think woven wire, whatever it is that you have, um, especially the rail fences, you don't want any more than 9 to 11 inches in between your rails for horses. If it's ponies or smaller, we'll talk about a closer post spacing. So we want to talk to you about how many rails you need as well. Mm-hmm. Um, some people will say, I only want three rails. But when we see the height of their horses and the spaces in between, to have safer alternatives, to not have to go back and have a horse get loose, have something happen, Mm -hmm. we may discuss putting some combination fencing in in order to make those spaces a little closer. 
Yeah, that combination fencing is so nice for people. Mm-hmm. If they, you know, you want something like a the five and a quarter, you know, and I mean, five and a quarter is, is absolutely beautiful. It just doesn't it work is. for some people. And mm-hmm. to be able to have the option to do combination or they say they would like three rail. And in between that, we can put some of our uh, tape mm-hmm. products for electric and, and you get that electric on there as well, which is yep is good for the horses to, you know, respect right. the, the the boundaries. Right. And if you want to, you can put your four rail system of your five and a quarter inch, your widest rail up and dress up the front of your farm if you want to. Mm-hmm. And then towards the back sides, or if you have natural boundary lines, you yeah. can use coated wire. So, you know, again, though, keep in mind that you don't want your spaces to be any more than nine to 11 inches. Mm-hmm. So some people will say, I only want so many rails of the coat of wire. But let's think about the safety of your horse again so that you don't have to come back and do it twice. We'll just do it once and have it done and have it be as safe as it can be. So we'll discuss the height of your fence and the number of rails that are going to work for that 9 to 11 inches. If they're if they're larger horses, regular size horses, if they're smaller, we may need to add another rail. We also have a brand new farm and barn guide coming out. We do. To we give do. tips and tricks yes, and to help you with this, do. to break yeah. it down for you, to look at it and look at your property. And our customer um, our customer service here, uh, if you call in and speak to anybody here, they will, I mean, this is what they're here. They're, they have the knowledge and um, the, you know, they're they're truly concerned about what what your needs mm-hmm. are and each horse farm is different as we've talked about so. most of our people own horses yes. and you know most of our people will talk to you about their own horse situations or things that they've gone through too and then our other people hear all the time about what goes on at the horse farms and then we have our horses right here on the property too mm-hmm. so and if you get the farm and barn planning gui- guide on the inside of the um Fencing part, Ida's pictures. And the, that's right. <laughs> In the second page. So you'll get to see Ida. And yep. here's Ida today, our granddaughter, Ida. So Ida, who, will, see who Ida. are you holding? Oh, I was with Baxter. Baxter, wasn't yeah. I? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. Baxter. So yep. one see of our your horses favorite here one? on the farm. So. I like Grayson. Grayson's <laughs> your favorite. Yeah. Like Anna. Yeah, we'll like have to get Anna. Grayson in some of our advertising material, though. So, but yeah. But yeah. I think overall, um, the barn guide is really good because when you're planning such a big project, you know, sometimes you overlook the little things. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, either one of you guys would say the same thing as well. Mm-hmm. Gives you some tips and ideas to start thinking about what mm-hmm. you need and then uh, maybe starts to, you know, you start to get an idea as to what your prices will be. You can start to estimate that and then we can help you from there. Or you can, you know, go ahead if you want to and take a look at further things from our website and see what would work for you so i think mm-hmm. we uh as a company help to break that down for people to make it uh a simple process it can be like so overwhelming you're thinking about oh, yeah. you know building mm-hmm. a barn building the stalls yeah. building the fence stephanie found that out in our office my yes. goodness one of our girls here yep. you know purchased a farm and she has always worked with the customers and then when it came down to her own it was like oh my goodness what am i going to do yeah and she mm-hmm. knew what to do yeah. but it was just overwhelming so. yeah mm-hmm. and i do think that we helped to to break that down for people and you're going to be going through that um at some point yes. too yes. yeah yeah 
soon. We're going to have a new barn, and we can't wait to tell everybody about it. Yeah, uh, talk about what we decide to do, and and our kind of little tips and tricks and things that we want to put out there so everybody can see and get some ideas. But yes, we can't wait to build another barn again. Because we'll have decisions to make. <laughs> yes, we will. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a big, yeah, will. it's a big project to take on, even yeah. for us. And you, you've done it before. But when you get a new property, yeah. it's a whole new world. Oh yeah, yeah. And we ourselves within our own family have gone back and forth on color even so we understand that people can't decide which color they want their fence to be yeah. we get that yeah so we know what's your favorite color so um well um i kind of like them all it depends <laughs> it depends because i think white makes a real statement i think the white fencing is just that traditional look mm-hmm. i think the black is a classic look it's elegant um, you know, I kind of bring this up that the fences used to be all white in Kentucky, and mm-hmm. I'm not saying that they're all black now, but many are black, and it looks so classic yeah. and beautiful with yeah. the green grass. And then when you do the barn or with the brown, um, I'm sorry, not the barn, the brown. <laughs> I'm thinking about the barn now. Yeah. Um, the brown, it just looks very rustic and blends in. I mean, it has a yeah. nice. I I think mm-hmm. it just. Each one has its place, and I think depending upon what color your barn is or, you know, your home, whatever you want to make it, you know, you can just choose that color, and it, looks, it just looks beautiful. I don't know. They're, they're all pretty. What about you guys? What colors do you like? Well, I did hear recently one of our customers did, I think it was, do you remember, Trevor? Were you there? Were you here? Um, we had a customer who ordered uh a rail color. I think it was black with white um, coated wire, maybe. Or? No, it wasn't coated wire. It was like a black rail with uh, white hardware, or white oh. rail with black hard. I think it was oh. white rail with black hmm. hardware. And that would be. We had everybody in the cool. company, you know. I mean, oh, asking yeah. like the warehouse, you know, before they shipped it out. Are oh, you my. sure? And recalling the customer, and they <laughs> definitely that's what they wanted. You they, know. The white rail with black hardware would give you that look of the white with the, like the wrought iron yes. on the garages, like the carriage house look. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my. That's a new one. Huh. How about that? That's yeah. pretty cool. Well, there you go. Wow. Now you got me thinking. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. So. And there was uh, recently a celebrity who was pictured with Flex mm. Rail that was kind of a cool thing. So, there was. yeah, we can't mention things we're not allowed to, but yeah, we. We can't mention the magazine. It was in nope. everything. Okay, so I, will, I say no more, but <laughs> yeah. anyway, I'll just mention that. You know, it, there are people out there that are celebrities <laughs> that you can <laughs> see in magazines what yes. they are with our, that they are with yep. our Flex Fence. There you go. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Spring of, uh, well, what is it? February of 2019. You might okay. check out some magazines yeah. and see, yeah. you know, <laughs> what's out there. That's are right. we allowed to say, like, what color the fence was? Uh, you know? The fence was black. Mm-hmm. Oh, so the celebrities are going for black. Classic there you look. Go. <laughs> yeah, so I'm trying to think if there's anything else that we could talk about or cover. Let's see. We've talked about posting and gates and gate latches and um, the waters. Um, I do think it's a good time just to even go through the bar and the stalls. I don't know if we you oh, know, mentioned oh because okay. it's warmer out. You yep. can get out yep. there and it's not as cold. Yep. Mm-hmm. One thing I talked about is um, kind of interesting that 
a lot of people don't talk about it, but um, you don't want to rub your hands just across your board or your your wood in your stalls with a bare hand. But if you have a glove on and you rub your hand across it and you feel some splintering, you might want to check that out because we've had a lot of horses that we've heard about that get splinters. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they do it or what happens, but sometimes they get splinters in their stalls. So, you know, take a little bit of time and, you know, go around and feel the boards or whatever. If they're splintering, you can uh, just take that and sand it down or whatever and uh, check out the stalls to be sure that there's no sharp edges, nothing that they could get hurt with or caught on. Uh, we know sometimes that the uh, different feeders, horses can be really rough on their feeders. So check those out and make sure that there's anything, if there's anything sharp, it's a good time to change the feeders out. Um, you know, we don't think about it too often because we're just daily in there. We throw the grain in the hay mm-hmm. in or whatever we do. But it just takes that one time. And one vet bill mm-hmm. can be more expensive than one repair. Yeah, and oh, how we feel so bad when our horses get hurt. Mm-hmm. You know, just terrible. It makes us feel sick inside, and then mm-hmm. having to have to take care of them through that is just, you know, you feel so bad. So anyway, yeah. um, checking things is, you know, an ounce of what is it? An ounce of however they say that. I don't know. Just it's easy to go ahead and, you know, check it first rather than have the injury later on. So. Mm-hmm. Somebody will come up with that and tell me what it is. <laughs> so we'll talk about that later. About Sorry. That. Ounce right. of prevention yeah. is uh, I don't know, something, something like, like that. that. I know, exactly. <laughs> I know. I know. So um, as far as, like, the inside of your barn and, you know, as we're getting into, like, warmer weather, is there, um, like, we have the wheelbarrow that is mm-hmm. makes everything a lot more easy and more functional. We have functional. an electric wheelbarrow that is just really the cat's meow. That's all I can <laughs> say. Because... Um, I I wasn't really, you know, thinking that it was like I'm thinking, what's this wheelbarrow? Is it really all that? And then some. Oh my goodness, that electric wheelbarrow wheelbarrow is awesome. It's just kind of like it has like a turn handle. You just kind of turn the handle almost like mm-hmm. a, I don't know, like a motorcycle would be almost. Yep. And the wheelbarrow moves forward. And um, for anybody, if you need help moving things, um, you don't want to have to do all the lifting with Heavy your back, lifting. whatever, it doesn't yeah. matter yeah. what your age is, you can pile all kinds of things into this wheelbarrow and uh, just turn the handle and it's easy. It steers with like just your fingertips. So uh, inside the barn, um, moving things around, mucking stalls, carrying grain from your car to the mm-hmm. to the barn, mm-hmm. um, hay from one part of the barn to outside or whatever it is. I mean, I can think of so many things. And you can actually even use it for your garden, you know, gardening, yeah. whatever the case may be. The electric wheelbarrow is great for that. So um, I would I would say if you haven't had a chance to hear or to, even heard about that or to look at it, it's on our website and yeah. also mm-hmm. on Facebook, I believe. We have some videos. We have that a are video. On. Your sister was on the video. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she in the winter time. Lucas went out and did it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a it's a good time saver. That's good, Ida. Also great for like even your kids just to give them something to do because they like to often help out and they can't have the excuse of oh it's too heavy because it literally does the work for you. You, Yeah, Yeah. it really does. And it's it's as soon as you let go of the handle, it stops. It's not Mm -hmm. like something that's going to take off and Mm -hmm. go and you can't stop it. It's so easy. So yep. Um, trying to think of what else, Ida. That's a good idea. Um, um, what about your spring cleaning tips? 
um, for a clean barn think, as far as like keeping your fencing she clean. Would, there yet? You're, yeah, you would say keep up with it. You yeah. you just every every time I you're like out in the to, barn, yeah. you're you're always I like yeah. to always yeah, get <laughs> yeah. into it. You know, I've got all these cobwebbers and things like that that I like to you know keep up with but that's I mean, probably more a spring thing, thing but you are it is all the time yep. you know we yep. <laughs> I being when we first got our barn on Ram Road um you were so excited about it it had the dirt aisle way yeah we had to rake it back and forth with this little rake it had to have the marks in it before we <laughs> were done design we had to design, with, we did, was we had to design. Yeah, and it was, was really pretty, pretty. Yeah, pretty it, it actually but yeah. you know every day we but did that that wasn't in that was morning chores and evening chores yeah. it got raked like that everybody knew that the the aisleway had been raked and then we went from that to a concrete a rough concrete aisleway which was so nice but yeah. but i mean you can you know you can just keep your aisleways clean make sure that you don't have things sitting in the aisleway that your horses could run into as you're taking them in and out um if your doors are not opening properly on your stalls you know you can get new door hardware you can get the track and trolleys we have a one touch system that's so simple um you can just push the track with with basically one hand you can hold your horse and operate the door so easily with one hand um i know that it's not always something that we you know do every year but when that time comes when you're like i'm tired of this i really want to you know switch some things up we have stall hardware that you can purchase separately or maybe you even want to just put in a whole new stall front Mm -hmm. maybe you need new partitions you know we have beautiful stalls to look at um gorgeous between uh kit stalls that are just very simple stalls all the way to uh, designer stalls and custom whatever Mm -hmm. it is that you need i mean basically you have anything for your farm inside or out so um, we'd be happy to give you ideas we work with so many people large facilities Mm -hmm. um you know 4-h children um, small facilities it doesn't matter how large or how how small but there's always a solution and uh boy we've been doing this for over 30 years now so we have some pretty good (laughs) ideas from a lot of people existing barns i will say there are some mm -hmm. that we've had that are real old cattle parlors and you know all kinds of things that old-fashioned barns that we've had to custom you know fit into we can do anything from a freestanding we've got Mm -hmm. portables Mm -hmm. uh all the way to barns to pole barn buildings to whatever Mm -hmm. it is that you need but you know most of all we just want to tell you to you know we we are horse people um and we're, we want to help, uh, you know, we'd love to t- take time and talk to you about your ideas. We're not here just to say, hey, you know, we've got this product or you have to purchase this. But we'd love to give you ideas to help mm-hmm. you because we've done it for so long. Mm-hmm. And our whole reasoning for going into the business was, you know, to be here, to reach out to people, to help them. We all know that it seems like horse people are so... Um, it's so neat to see them come together and work together. Mm-hmm. It's a common camaraderie that we have together, and that bond is so great. And when you're dealing with horses, we get so passionate and excited mm-hmm. about them. We want to try to have ideas to solve the problems. And are we 100% all the time? No. You know, mm-hmm. Is everything 100% foolproof with horses? I've always said there is nothing 100% mm-hmm. foolproof with horses, mm-hmm. but we will help to find the best solution that we can and help to give you ideas that will probably be better or maybe hopefully try to give you some ideas that you haven't heard before just like right. those brackets now that's in my head the <laughs> color of the fencing with the opposite color of the the you know bracket that's pretty cool 
What I heard was it came from an idea of one of your favorite celebrities. That <gasps> really, I oh, heard. I know. From, yeah, I know who it is? Yeah, who? Oh, <laughs> that did that at their oh, farm. I wish I could talk to them about yeah. that. That would be so wonderful. Which is kind of cool. But yeah, yeah, that's fun. That's hmm. exciting to hear. I like that. So, um, yeah, neat idea. Well, we will be taking a short break, and when we get back, we will go into our next segment, Canter Banter. <laughs> Do you love horses and live the equestrian lifestyle? Be sure to check out our brand new blog at www.yourhorsefarm.com. We publish three posts per week and feature a free printable equine checklist every month. Yourhorsefarm.com is a great equine online resource, so be sure to share with all the horse lovers in your life. And remember, laugh much and ride often. Our next segment, Canter Banter, is brought to you by Ram Horse Fencing and Stalls, the one-stop shop for your horse farm. Ram is family-owned and operated and has been in business for over 30 years. We welcome you to call in and speak with an expert about your next project today at 866-653-8984. Again, that's 866-653-8984. And we're back. So this this topic of canter banter is a funny story that happened to me, and my mom was there when it happened. Uh, it was... Um, it's something that I think has happened to a lot of people, but it is funny to talk about. It makes us more real. <laughs> so, Mom, if you want to. So, um, I don't know how long ago it was. Some time ago, um, we were wanting to get a horse. And, uh, you know, we wanted to be sure that this horse would work for um, my husband and my daughter both. And so we had heard about this uh Neat leopard Appaloosa, and I think Kristen had I really love leopard yeah, Appaloosas. Yeah, I wanted you know a leopard Appaloosa uh, so bad because you had had a leopard Appaloosa that you had ridden when you had uh, ridden quite some time, like when we were riding in Michigan and so forth. And you loved that horse. His name was Wabash, and she just loved Wabash. And he was a fox hunter. Yes, so he we was. did a lot of fox hunting, and yes. he was awesome. So we had heard about a leopard Appaloosa, and we went to go uh, look at this horse and. Um, there was a the man that was there that owned the horse was there and took this horse and he was on a busy busy highway I mean busy highway yeah. and he got on the horse and rode all and around there was and, no fence no fencing no fencing open whatsoever. he had fencing for his areas but this was mm-hmm. op- we, where we were riding was open to mm-hmm. the highway mm-hmm. and so he got on and rode and rode right by beside the highway and and uh, this horse, this little leopard Appaloosa, just trucked right along. Not a, didn't miss a beat, just good as could be. And as we're watching him, we're thinking, boy, this is a cool horse. We mm-hmm. really liked him. We thought he was just great. So um, I think you said to me, if you remember, I think you said, well, why don't you ride first and then I'll ride. I think, y- yes. Okay. So I got on and rode. <laughs> okay, I got on and rode. And mm-hmm. then I said, Kristen, just, I think you need to get on. And, um, you know, when you're purchasing horses, you want to be sure everybody's happy, you know, who's whoever mm-hmm. is going to ride that horse and so forth. So what you have to understand is that we had ridden English um, for a long time, a long, long time. And I think, I can't remember, Kristen, did you ride? I was just... in my 30s, and it was like I was in my teens the last time I had ridden in a, a Western saddle. Okay. And this man had uh, this horse uh, I, I say dressed in a in a western saddle, right? And that's okay. you know, and I'm short. I'm only five foot tall, so yes. it's a big men's western saddle. <laughs> yes, a big men's western saddle. Yes. So okay. My my legs don't even fit into the stirrups or anything. So we we 
got Kristen on the the horse, and um, you know, she was riding around. I was talking to the gentleman who was selling the horse about how nice he was, and I think Kristen was really happy with him. I think she was just like, you know, this is the one. So I to was speak. because I get I I am like I had a I had a time where I was kind of nervous to ride in front of people. Uh-huh. I, I didn't even really want to walk into a room with a group of people. It kind of made me nervous and I've yeah. gotten over that now. Yeah. But um, that was, so even getting on the horse was enough for me to even think, you know, could this be something right. for us and how good is he going to right. be? And he was, he was just wonderful. He was so sweet and we fell in love with him. Okay. So our, 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 what we're coming to with our canter banter then is, is that we did have a, a wardrobe, malfunction (laughs) and so when you get off of an english saddle you put your leg slide your leg over and you lean onto the saddle so to speak and you slide down down you slide down okay so Kristen, being kind of still in that habit of leaning over like flipping her leg over leaning over and sliding down not having a place to put my foot right because it was the big man's saddle so we've got the big man's saddle with the big horn and she leaned over, and I'm looking at her, and she's, like, hanging on the side of the horse. And her arms and legs are kind of flailing. And I'm like, what is going on? And she's like, I'm caught. I'm caught. I'm caught. Well, her her undergarments, so to speak, I'm trying to be, you know, got caught onto the my horn. My underwire from my bra got caught over the <laughs> horn. going to say it. I'm not going to say it because I'm trying to be discreet here, everyone. So anyway, she was stuck. And I, she's hanging on the side of the horse, and the horse is just standing there. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. And the man that was there is like, uh, 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 you know, like this. <laughs> I went over to her once I realized what was going on, and I, like, like lunged downward, grabbed her legs, pushed up, and... The man on the other side is trying to flip her. I did it. He he was trying to push me off. I still don't think he knew at the time no, what was happening. He was like, uh, uh, you know, and, <laughs> What's and going I on? am grabbing her, heat-hoeing her up in the air, and she is, is, like, trying to get herself off. Yeah. So when she flipped herself off of the horn, her clothing <laughs> off of the horn then, and slid down, I about laid down on the ground so died laughing. <laughs> I was like, you know, like this, just like laughing yeah. so hard. I I was bent over, ready to just lay on the ground, and mm-hmm. she was like trying to repair herself, you know, in front, <laughs> and the man just walked away. The man just walked away. He couldn't even look. He could not look. Right. And so I can't remember if you were laughing. I was laughing so hard. I can't remember... I mean, it was hilarious because I just couldn't even stand up straight. <sighs> the funny part, the whole, the best part of the whole thing was, yeah, the horse never moved. <laughs> the horse never moved, and we knew that was the horse we, we needed knew. to yep. purchase. Yeah. We still have the horse today. We named him Hootie um, <laughs> because we kind of thought about how can we name him. Um, we couldn't, we couldn't call him. Hooters. So we called him Hootie. <laughs> so we called him that, hence Hootie's name. Hootie's so name. everybody knows yep. he got yeah. the name Hootie. So that's our canter banter. And I'm only comfortable today. telling this story because I've heard so many other people oh, say that happened goodness. to me too. You know, it and happens. I'm like, thank mm-hmm. goodness because of all people to have this happen to, I was so embarrassed about everything at the time. And it was, you know, it taught me it's like, it's okay. Everybody goes through something, everybody has something that they happens do. to them. And, and you move they on. Do. And, and, you, and yeah. out of that, we got a really 
really great I, little we horse. We did. I'll, I'll just tell you one other real quick one, too, is that I, I rode with a, a woman that was just, she was such a great woman to ride with, and we had our helmets on, and um, we had driven to go ride together, and, and it was it was so good. She had her helmet on, it, and she was like, my head hurts so bad. <laughs> and, you know, after riding for like three hours, she took her helmet off, and she actually had a curler in her <laughs> hair still, <laughs> and she had had her helmet pressing down on the curler with her hair. She had short hair, but she had the the poof in the back and her curler was in her hair still and we laughed so hard so wardrobe problems i know you all have them we'd love to hear if you've had a particular wardrobe problem please we'd love to hear about it send those in yeah Yeah. let us know because we know it happens guys we know it happens (laughs) so that's our canter banter of the day well, we hope you enjoyed listening to our podcast and encourage you to share with all of your equestrian family and friends. You can tune into the Late Night Writers Podcast show every Friday night. Each episode will be uploaded exclusively on YouTube, where you can subscribe to our channel to stay up to date with our latest shows. Do you have a topic you'd like us to discuss? We'd love to hear from you. You may email us at podcast at ramfence.com or fe- feel free to leave a comment below or wardrobe problem. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> Thank you again for listening. Bye.